Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy. I'm at, I'm Sam Delaney. I nearly said I'm Andy Dawson. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm a man. <laughs> I, I, I am a I'm man. I'm a man. I am not a number. <laughs> This is the Keegan Odyssey part 31, I think. Right. So let's not waste any more time and just get on yeah, with it. Fuck this. We are at the stage where uh, the electric mouse has been lured into the kingdom of Harrods as owned by Mohammed Al-Fayed, mm. who is riddled with grief at the death of his son, Dodie, yeah. in the notorious Princess Diana crash. Um, how how else would you, you know, deal with a crisis like that, a tragedy like that? You would recruit the happiest man you could find. I need a man. Your bosom. I need a man around me who is more like a an electric man, or an electric mouse, perhaps. <laughs> Someone who has all the enthusiasm and charisma of an electronic mouse. Bring me such My a man. Sadness. <laughs> My sadness is unbridled and cannot be measured. <laughs> I need joy, joy in the shape of a man. Bring me a man. But Bring me Kevin the Keegan. The man they call Kevin Keegan. <laughs> what it is, what it is <laughs> that really appeals to him at his time of unimaginable grief is the yeah. idea of Kevin Keegan's soccer circus because he quite rightly thinks, he, he hears, I don't know how he's heard it, maybe... Barroom talk. Who knows? Probably he's overheard yeah. it in one of his rich man bars. That what maybe in those pubs in Harrods. They had a pub in Harrods. Don't know if they still do. Did they? Yeah, there was a pub in Harrods. There was loads of places you could get Ooh. pissed in Harrods. But, but wow! But one of them was. At, <laughs> I've never been in. No. Anyone can go in. I I knew someone once uh, who was from the north. Um, but not not mm. your north. I think they're from Sheffield, and they had a relative down, and where they yeah. said, "Ah, oh, they were in the office." It was someone I worked with. And they said, "Yeah, my brother and his girlfriend are in the flat. They don't know what to do. They keep asking me every day, well, what should we do while you're at work?' They've never been to London before. I go, "There's loads of things you do. Why don't you go? Harrods isn't far away. Go and have a look around Harrods." And they started laughing their heads off, and I said, "What are you fucking laughing for?" And they said, "Oh, how are we supposed to get in there then?" And they said. Anyone can go in, and they wouldn't have it that anyone was allowed in Harrods. It was just a normal <laughs> shop. They thought you needed some it sort like of... Yeah, club. it was like a club that you needed to be a member of, and you needed to prove that you were a millionaire before going in. <laughs> but, um, no, they, they, they think, used to um, have a proper pub in there where you could go and, you could, yeah, go and get pissed up. When when you see a pub, what kind of pub? No, they made it like, like an, an old... like a, they made. I mean, it was a replicated version of a normal traditional pub because you got to remember most people in Harrods right. are tourists 
and all the tourists, they all want to see like, yeah, hey, yes. that's near the ye olde English pub and in like the sort Dick Turpin might frequent. You know, that that's what they're into. Americans, Japanese, they love all that. Yeah. So, you know, if you want a fancy place, it's Harvey Nichols across the street. And that's where you get all the champagne and sushi business. But in Harrods, you could go and have just a pint, a pint of foaming ale. Proper pub. Maybe a game of darts. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a bit of, I don't know if they yeah. had ferrets there. That you know, a man with some ferrets that you could run up and down your trouser leg, but the full works, you know. Well, like a car park every week, go, go and have a fight. scrap. Yeah, all the pub things. Shag. Man, a man with some meat yeah. in a basket. Yeah, trying to flog that. A, a Chinese man with some knockoff DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> we should get mic'd up, secretly mic'd up, and yeah. go out to Harrods and wander around and just chat amongst do ourselves. Do a deep dive. Put it out as a podcast. Top yeah, Flight Time Machine. Harrods Deep Dive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there's... I think we there's should. Lot, I mean, Harrods has got an interesting history, of which I know little. But, of course, one of the classics that people say, and that is true, is that you used to be able to buy a lion in Harrods, didn't you? Of course, yeah. And I think we'd, we'd aim straight for the pet department as soon as we got there. Was was the lion on display then, or was it in a catalogue? No, it was. It, it was I think it was in it. a cage, just normal, like like right. the rabbits or anything. Yeah. And you just rock out. You go, nice lion. That. How much? Yeah. Well, sir, this particular lion is of a very rare species. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, mate. Save me the fucking sales well, patter. How much for the fucking lion? Now pull out a wedge of notes, lick me thumb, and start counting it out. How much do you want for the lion? I'm taking it away today. Has it had its jabs? <laughs> if if not, it's no problem. Is it trained? If it's, if not, it's no problem. I know someone will do them cheap under the arches down um, Shepherd's Bushway. I'll, I'll get you, it jabbed. Uh, have you have you had it? Has it been here since it was a kitten, or is it a rescue lion? Because <laughs> if it's a rescue lion, it might have emotional problems, and I don't know if I want to take that on board. No. If it's been there since it was a kitten, I can train it myself and make it my own. <laughs> have you had its bollocks off yet? <laughs> yeah. If you ain't, then I want a discount because I'm going to have to get it done. <laughs> trick is I'll fucking do it myself what what I'll do is <laughs> I'll put it, it to sleep with like probably 100 fucking paracetamol or something that should be enough to knock out a lion <laughs> then I'll just fucking sterilise the old electric carving knife and have its bollocks off while it's kipping yeah just put a bandage on save it save myself a few fucking quid on that because I'll just be having it I'll just be keeping it out in the yard so I'll just give it the paracetamol wait for it to fall over Chop the bollocks now, off. Now, the thing that. is, mate, I work in the day and I often work shift, shift work as well. So I'm often out strange times. Now, I ain't got no one who's going to be able to walk this lion. So what I'm thinking of doing, I used to have a rabbit when I was a kid and we would tie it to the washing post, you know, and it would just... Put a little cat collar yeah, on it. Yeah, put a cat collar and it just ran in. So it was happy. Because it had run round, 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 round circles, exhaust itself, and uh, and it, but it wouldn't run away because it would choke itself, you know. And it worked for the yeah, rabbit. In, in the end, in the end, the rabbit got eaten by a local cat. But yeah. uh, there's no no fuckers going to try. It. That, that's happen. why I'm getting a lion because I tried to think of this to myself. What's a pet? What's an upgrade? What's a pet I can get? That I can leave out, like that I can neglect a lot of the time, right? But yeah. that no one's gonna come and fuck with, right? While I'm out, <laughs> it's fucking lying, isn't it? Can't get better than that. And it's gonna, 
and it's going to make me seem like I'm really cool as well. I thought about getting a Rottweiler, but yeah. they're, they're no good. They'll fucking... Fucking ten a penny yeah. them, anyway. Everyone's, Everyone's got, got one. So I'm getting a line, because then everyone on the estate will fucking know that I mean business. And if any <laughs> of those... Any of them fucking kids come round, the ones who've been fucking causing trouble down my part of the estate, you know, riding <laughs> round on their bikes, smoking fags, shouting swear words at people, fine. <laughs> Do it again. I'll let the fucking lion out on you, you cunts. We won't see them again. <laughs> Go back up your own end of the estate or you'll get fucking lioned. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how much How much do you offer it then? Well, it's, uh, it's £21,000, sir. Well, I've got 400 quid. <laughs> and that's as far as I'm prepared to go. Listen, mate. You obviously, What can we you, do? I'm afraid negotiation isn't the way that we uh, operate in this store. All right, I can see I'm talking to the fucking monkey and I want to talk to the organ grinder. <laughs> Is your gaffer in? My what, sir? The fucking gaffer. Al-Fayed. Fucking Mamid. <laughs> the big M. <laughs> Bring him out. Get him out. Get him out from his office, right? Tell him there's a fella here with 400 quid ready to buy the lion. Boom. Gone. Don't worry about the jabs. Problem Don't worry sold. about the bollocks. I'll, get them, I'll, get, I'll walk out I'm, this store today with that fucking lion on a lead. I've been coming here for about three years, <laughs> and it's always been here, so I know you're keen to shift it. <laughs> so I know you'll be happy to take 400 quid. Bring him out. I'm not, no, mate, all due respect, you're, you're way out of your league negotiating with me. You've got to get old, <laughs> my, old Big Mo out here, right? He's, I, know, I know he's grief-stricken, right? <laughs> and I'm not the sort of bastard to try and exploit that. God knows, I was cut myself when I heard about Diana, right? But we've got to move on, haven't we? That's, I mean, truth be told, that's part of the reason why I'm buying a lion. <laughs> to, to, to fill the emotional to void. To help me get over the loss of Diana. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Because getting another rabbit was out of the question, so I thought... <laughs> lion time. I've always, I've always, since I was a lad, promised myself that one day I'd own a lion. And today is the day that <laughs> promise gets fulfilled. Oh, so he, basically, we? Kevin Keegan wanted to, his live stream was to start a soccer circus. And Al fired yeah. because he's a visionary and a maverick, a bit like Keegan. He heard of this. He's like, ah, yes, this is the new project. This is the thing that mm. will fill the, void, the terrible void left in my life. The Soccer Circus, as started by Kevin Keegan. Bring Keegan to me. I will rename it Diana and Dodie Soccer Circus. I will combine all the joys of soccer with the tragedy of their untimely premature deaths. And... I don't know how, but I will. And there will be a giant, Prince Philip Effigy. But he shall have a serpent's tongue. Fiery red eyes like that of <laughs> Lucifer himself, and hoofed feet. And one of the roller coasters will be shaped like a football boot, and it will go up his ass. <laughs> all the way. And all of the children will emerge from his ugly fanged mouth. Hey, <laughs> tell Keegan that although I am taking his name off of the operation, he can still be general manager. <laughs> the children will go into his anus 
travel through his body cavity and emerge from his serpent-tongued mouth just as he screams, Have them kill it! <laughs> and the one shall know they the truth. It. And the children <laughs> shall scream with joy and pleasure. Entry will be twenty four ninety five. Online booking, though, will be twenty one ninety five. <laughs> yes, and we will do a cross-promotion with Kellogg's cereals. You cut out the vouchers every day from Special K, Crunchy Nut Corn Flakes, Normal Corn Flakes, Frosties and Rice Krispies. Mm. Cut out voucher, <laughs> collect five, kids go free. <laughs> we will talk to Kellogg's about renaming Special K, Special KK to tie in with Kevin Keegan and keep him happy. You tell them, not permanent deal. Just brief promotional period. <laughs> it's not forever. They don't need it to panic. It will get lots of publicity. <laughs> they have to open their eyes. We need to do this kind of cross-promotion for both our sex. One day, pop stars will be on tomato ketchup bottles. This is the beginning. <laughs> Very well, sir. Have you written all of this down? My instructions? <laughs> I have, sir. Good, good. Now, leave me be. One other thing. I have more grieving to do. <laughs> One other thing. Have you sold that fucking lion yet? <laughs> we are working oh, no, on it, sir. sir. Good. <laughs> I, w I will take 600 quid. <laughs> Would you take 400? Fuck off. 600 <laughs> rock bottom already. Already I cut my arm off. Okay. Meet in middle. 500. Now, leave me be and make it so. That <laughs> 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 uh, is a fucking catchphrase. Uh, yeah. Any uh, instruction he gives out. Make it so. <laughs> make it so. <laughs> or perish. <laughs> bring Keegan to me uh, immediately. Sell the lion and bring me Keegan. <laughs> make it so. <laughs> <laughs> so that was how that was how fired uh, Kevin uh, he liked Soccer Circus and he wanted to be involved uh, Kev was just obsessed with Soccer Circus at this point he says I had all sorts of plans and drawings and was convinced it could take off now I had time to give it my full attention <laughs> I'd be doing diagrams and graphs and that uh, but fired actually wanted him to be involved in Fulham I said uh I'm not sure we ever discussed Soccer Circus again. Mm. I was being offered the chance to have almost complete responsibility, bringing in the staff I wanted, finding and appointing a new manager, while operating within the kind of budget that would make Mr. Fayed's ambitions and mine perfectly feasible. Mm -hmm. uh, once I started working it all out in my head, I saw it as a terrific opportunity. I bet you fucking did. And he says, Mr. Fayed wanted someone for an elevator-like progress through the leagues. It was my job to find the right person. And in my view, the right man was Ray Wilkins. Who is um, this Wilkins? Yeah. Bring him to me. Make it so. <laughs> I will make it so, Mister um, Fired. I know him from the England days. I don't care. I can, <laughs> I can have him here in twenty minutes. <laughs> so, and then Kev goes through Wilkins's career high point, high points, and then at the end puts his his time as player manager of Queens Park Rangers had not worked out, but he ticked the boxes for me. So. Ray's only experience of management, Kev says himself, hadn't worked mm. out. But um, 
Kev was prepared to give him a chance. Um, Ray brought in Frank Sibley, an experienced coach as his assistant. It's lacking in Terry McDermott this now, isn't it? Why yeah. did Terry McDermott not go with Kev to uh, to the Fulham job? Kev, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Ray Wilkins, Ray Wilkins, Butch Wilkins. The man can only pass sideways. Kev, I can't believe you picked him over me. He's, he's a lovely, lovely fella, but his sense of humour is kind of dry, whereas mine is kind of more clownish. Are you looking for some kind of different approach? Is this fucking London? Is London rubbing off on you, Kev? All, is that what it's all about? They're all so fucking po-faced down there, is that it? You don't need a funny man around the place. What are you going to do when you want to do pranks and that? Oh, maybe you're not doing pranks no more. Maybe you're too good for that now. Is that it? I can't, I can't see Ray Wilkins getting involved in doing a prank or dressing up like an Arab or something like that. He'd probably do sort of like kind of ironic humour, observational, that kind of you shit. You know, like those alternative comics, you know. Like, what do you call him? Ben Elton's? Yeah, one of them, probably. <laughs> John Sessions? <laughs> Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. So, yeah, Ray Wilkins takes over and Kev says, it became clear in the following months there were parts of the job in which Ray was not so strong. When I asked him in his first week if he had a list of players he wanted me to check out, I assumed he would have lots of names in mind as he'd been around the London football scene for years. Doing bits of television and radio, regularly watching matches, all of that. Uh, The only name he recommended was Leon McKenzie, (laughs) who he took on loan from Crystal Palace. Uh, So, yeah, he's been asked if he had a list of players that he could suggest, and his list is strong to the tune of one. Leon McKenzie. I've got a list of players. Here you go, Kevin. I think you'll <laughs> find this list? young man um, an absolutely superb acquisition. Uh, Ray was a very laid-back <laughs> man. He was brilliant, I think. Uh, I got yeah. to know him well because I worked with him during the 2006 World Cup on a on a project, yeah. and we got on well, and we yeah. stayed in touch quite a few years afterwards. And, well, I'd always stay in touch with him because he carried, even up until quite shortly before his death, I would see him all the time at Talk Sport. And we'd always uh, got along well. But he was so laid back because the biggest influence on his personality in his career was his time in Italy, which he loved. He was the opposite of, like, the old traditional stereotype of Englishmen abroad. You know, like, 
Ian Rush, yeah. Welshman, obviously. But going when he said, "Oh, it, it was it was it was almost like living <laughs> in a foreign country." That's what he said, didn't he? <laughs> and none of them quite get to the language. So they got a different word for everything over uh, there. Different language, different food, and all that. But Ray really embraced it, and he had really brilliant stories about time playing with the, the likes of Franco Baresi. And also, he just loved the whole lifestyle, the Italian culture, the food, the wine, mm. the way he dressed, all of that. And as a result, I wouldn't say he was this and that, but I think his personality was probably not the right fit for Kevin Keegan's, who's quite an intense character. And so you can yeah. see perhaps yeah. they obviously had a huge professional mutual respect because they were of the similar generation, but... For a different but when they work together, you could see it not working. Yeah, because one's very like, I think that... well, we'll play it by ear, Kevin. And the other one's like, we got to do it now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's just see how it pans out, Kev. Yeah. No, over there now. Go over yeah. there. Something might happen. Do you think that um, do you think that Ray Wilkins and Bracey would go out on their scooters together, armed with pizza wheels and yeah. slash the arses of enemy fans? Yeah, it was, I mean... It seemed strange, perhaps, to lads back home. That, but that was uh, part of the culture. And my attitude is, you know, <laughs> when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I mean, we were in Milan, admittedly, but the same principle applies. Then we'd go out on Franco's Vesper, and he was an absolutely superb young man. And he would pull up. He would pull up next to a bunch of lads who might be into Milan supporters or players. And um, quick as a flash, I'd jump off the back of the scooter and run over to them. And I would slash their butt cheeks with uh, my pizza slicing device. And then we would shout some Italian swear words, jump back on the scooter and disappear. It was as simple as that. And Yeah, it, it sounds cruel, but believe me, it was the sort of thing that they all expected and adored out there. It was part of the culture, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. It was a, a superb way to pass like the Morris time. Morris dancing. <laughs> it was their version of <laughs> Morris dancing. It's probably the closest analogy I can make, young man. So, so Ray's short list of uh, suitable players for Fulham was Leon McKenzie, yeah. who we took on loan from Crystal Palace. And it says, Ray then used him so sparingly that Alan Smith, the Palace manager, got the hump with us and the player went back to Sellers Park. Fuck it out. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to rush things with Leon because it's a, a, a clash of cultures. It's a new environment for him. It's a big leap to go from Crystal Palace to Fulham. <laughs> you know, it's it's a different part of London, for example. Uh, yeah, well, it's a good, throw it's, it's a good thirty to forty minute drive in traffic around the South Circular and and so yeah. forth. Yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll, first few months. The, we'll sur- just the South Circular, as, as you know, Kevin, pieces. can get really snarled up. I've had some of the most depressing moments of my entire life sat on the South Circular, and I'm sure you're just the same. So let's spare a thought for Liam. <laughs> And his friends and family who travelled to see him play. <laughs> I've never been on the South Circular. I go everywhere in my helicopter. <laughs> well, Leon's not quite at that stage of his career yet, Kev. <laughs> Mind you, he does say, doesn't he? He says that um, Ray had a slight... That same problem that Glenn Hoddle's always been rumoured to have, which is he can't get his head around the players not being as good as him. Because, of course, oh, Ray yeah, Wilkins was yeah. a Rolls-Royce midfielder, played at the very highest yeah. level. And at this stage, they're in what? They're still in... Are they in Division 2? League, what, what league? League, league one, 1, so what we would now, call third, level, third yeah. level. And he's like playing... He playing with dog shit by comparison. And he, yeah. Kev says he, yeah. he couldn't quite handle it. 
couldn't get his head around it. I mean, I kind of had a similar thought when I started this podcast with you. Yeah. Having done Atletico Mints with Bob Mortimer for so More long. Premier League. I thought, is this going to be... Yeah, I thought, is this going to be a kind of a drop-down in quality? Of, well, uh, what what was what Mortimer. was the motivating factor then? Was it just like a little... Did you this. think it was sort of like more oh a bit of fun a bit of relaxation vanity project vanity yeah vanity project right. pretty much yeah just a little sort of a side project a hobby yeah almost is it like um you know when the members of duran duran went and formed power yeah. station and duran duran hadn't split yeah. up but they were just having a bit of fun mucking about on the side and they never expected it to amount to much yeah so this is your power That's station what it was except well, it's kind of because they got in Robert Palmer, who was also quite a high profile. In a, yeah, that's like I'm the Robert Palmer of this setup. Well, do you think S- you're the Robert smooth, Palmer of podcasting? Smooth, classy, hmm. attractive to women, uh, sophisticated. Yeah. I, well, I see. So Palmer, you're John Taylor, and I'm more of the yeah. Palmer character. Well, I don't know because. You know, Palmer left after the first album, and then they got in a fella called Michael Desbars mm. for the no, second I'm, album. No one I don't really think heard I'm of him. I kind of think you're more like he's that. Result Spot. Do you know? Mm. Mm. I think Result Spot is probably um, Andy Taylor. Yeah. Never mind. All right. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying doing Top Flight Time Machine, and I I do appreciate the fact that you're prepared to lower yourself to do it with me, um, because yeah. if not, who knows what might have become of me. It's a I'd be, I'd be back on the holes probably, wouldn't I, by now? A fucking madman. Probably. Just digging digging like a lunatic out by the A4 with a fucking spoon. My wife, my mum, my kids, everyone pleading with me, Sam, Sam, you don't yeah. have to do this. Stop the holes again. Can't you? Stop going down the yeah. holes every day. Where do you think, where do you think this will end? I'll fucking tell you where it's going to end, love. Fucking Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just like when I was six. <laughs> Only this time, I know more. I've been around a bit. Yeah. I've had lunch with Kylie <laughs> Minogue. I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I've got better I've spoons. Got I've got a map. I've got the lot. I've got experience in the CD-ROM world. I can't <laughs> well, fail. Course, what's, what's really happening is the... Uh, IFS subscription money's got you on the coins instead. Oh, God. You've gone from the holes to the coins. Listen, right. So for that, we can only be good. I'll have to do a coins Thanks, update listeners. later in the week if you're listening to this on whatever. All right. But there, well, there's been... Don't, don't give us any yeah, spoilers. I've had, I've had one of the greatest ever days on the coins today in the Isle of Wight. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's leave that for another episode. So uh, one, of other, one of Ray's other duties was to tell players that they were no longer wanted at Fulham. Mm. Um, Kev says, it's part of the job. It has to be done, uh, often kinder than stringing people along. And as far as I was concerned, it was for the manager to break the news. But a week after seeing he was going to do it, Ray came back to me and admitted he'd not got round to it yet. <laughs> so he had a bunch of lads that he was supposed to sack, but he hadn't got round to doing it. Oh, sorry. It's sorry, Kev. I, classic I haven't quite done that yet, unfortunately. Um, I will get round to it unless it's something you feel that you could handle in your capacity as uh, Chief Operating Officer. <laughs> the following week, I brought it up again, and he said it had slipped his mind again. Oh, no. <laughs> in the end, I had to ask Ray if he wanted me to do it. Yeah, that's a good idea. What Kev. a superb you idea. It. You fucking do it. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, Ray. <laughs> 
Um, none of this was the end of the world. I'd hired Ray. I was desperate for it to work, but then it didn't work. And uh, Ray left Fulham towards the end of his first season. Kev says, it had been suggested Ray was sacked because of an argument with me over team selection that he and I then had frosty relations. But that's nonsense. There was nothing of the sort. Ray was a good person. He died too early, age 61. And the turnout at his memorial service was a measure of his popularity yeah, within the sport. He was loved. He was one of those blokes everyone loved because he was a, such a great guy. He was a great guy. Yeah. And everyone had huge respect for him because he kind of... You know what? Um, mate of mine, well, one of my partners, one of my business partners, uh, oh. and one of, you know, a very old mate of mine went to school with him. And uh, right. when I was working with him in 2006, I said to my mate, Jay, you should come down to the studio tonight because um, you can say hello to Ray because didn't you go to school with him? And he went, yeah. He walked in. He went, hello, Ray, remember me? Jaypon Jones, and he went, oh, goodness gracious, that's right, how, how have you been all these years? And basically, he said that he was, from the first year, Ray Wilkins was the school team captain, right? And he was effectively the leader of the whole school. Right. Not in an you know, bullying way, because of course that wasn't Ray. He was just a man who exuded captaincy, and everyone, including the headmaster, looked up to him respected him, loved him, and did whatever he said. And that was the way he carried himself. I mean, I met him once at TalkSport sort of briefly mm. when I was in there, and it was like I was standing there with a couple of people having a talk about something to do with football, and Ray just came past and joined in the conversation. Oh. And I was stood there like going, oh, oh, <laughs> it's, it's Ray Wilkins, I'm talking to Ray Wilkins. And I was saying things in this conversation, and Ray was like listening yeah. and saying things back. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, and taking your opinion seriously. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm having a proper conversation with Ray Wilkins. Oh. During this time, Amazing. during this time that I was working with him in um in 2006, that I have lots of memories. But the standout memory was when we were sat just we were watching every game together. I was presenting a show for um O2, the mobile company, uh, yeah. because. It was when mobile phones first had video on them and they thought that they could make it work by streaming shows just for their just for their O2 users, right? Right. And they thought, oh, yeah, if we make a World Cup show presented by Sam Delaney with uh, Ray Wilkins and others as co-hosts, that, we'll that will encourage people to ditch their orange contracts and switch to us. Mid, mid-term. Mid-term, yeah. <laughs> There's like, it's better than a handset upgrade, right? You're going to yeah. get a daily... No. We- they bought exclusive mobile phone rights to, World, to the World Cup games. Fucking yeah. hell. And then they made this show. That's a lot of money. Anyway, you can imagine we had a right fucking laugh. Not least because we knew full well no cunt would be watching. Right, but they were they you know, the budgets were as good as a good T V show, so it was brilliant. And mm. so I'd watch all the games in the evening, often in the company of Ray Wilkins. Take away pizzas, maybe a bottle of wine <laughs> back in my drinking days, mm. and just sat there and you'd be thinking, Fuck me, I'm sat here watching the World Cup watching World Cup game with Ray Wilkins and he is offering me, just me and him, a few glasses of Chianti down the line sharing a pizza, yeah. and him just occasionally going, well, look at that, Sam. Can you believe that? That is awful full-back play. 
he's left himself completely exposed and has got no excuses. Now, <laughs> let me explain to you how the best fullback I've ever played with would have dealt with that. Kenny Sampson was his name, and then he'd show me how Kenny Sampson was able to just stand in such a position that it was impossible for any winger to go yeah. past him because of the shape <laughs> of his body. So you're getting all insights like that. But he would continue his insight and analysis into the ad break and everything. So it was like 100% um, analysis and punditry from Ray Wilkins on everything. Yeah. And do you remember there was an ad for Honda? Right. And it was quite a famous ad. It was quite good. And it had some dude and he was racing along in some sort of sports car. And it was slightly retro and kitsch. And it used that song to dream the impossible dream yeah. to live the impossible life. Yeah. Na, na, na. Is that Andy Williams or someone like that? Someone like that, yeah. Yeah. And he races along and eventually gets to this enormous like waterfall. But it's a huge circular waterfall and there's just water just fucking gushing in and it's it's awe-inspiring. It's like a fucking 360-degree waterfall. And the guy sort of is racing towards it. It's one of those sort of conceptual ads. It doesn't really make any sense, but it looks sort of okay. striking. And and I'm watching it and we, you know, it's probably just after full time. We've had quite, quite a few glasses and Ray just looks at this ad and I'm thinking, this is actually a good ad. But I won't say it to Ray because it might sound a bit poncy. It's a bit of a poncy ad. And he goes to me, look at that, Sam. Water. The majesty of it. And I went, what? <laughs> and then he went, water, water, everywhere. Isn't it powerful? Isn't it majestic? Isn't it awe-inspiring? And I've just gone, fucking, yeah. Yeah, it's right, yeah. <laughs> Too fucking right, right. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, we're getting deep now, mate. A minute ago, we were talking about Kenny Sansom. And then now we're just, uh, well, we've gone all fucking poetic. This is sensational. And then the next advert comes on, and he goes, oh, Tango, it's one of mine, this. <laughs> fucking great, it was. Isn't it fantastic? Oh. Isn't it majestic? I don't forget, every time I hear that song or think of that ad, I think of old Ray. Anyway, like exactly. Well, us. we'll leave this episode there. We'll leave this episode okay. there, I think. Um, and we'll just we'll just say, you know, Ray Wilkins, what a gent. R.I.P. In yeah. memory of Ray Wilkins. You know, at the end of some episodes of TV shows, it says, in memory of. This one's for you, Ray. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.